Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives. We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you. That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. All right, Caroline, so today your topic is about how COVID-19 vaccine antibodies improve in quality over time after being vaccinated. Now, you can tell us if that's true or not because you just had your third jab. <laughs> you have a very sore arm. So, Caroline, how are you feeling? Are you feeling more, more uh, like you've got more effective antibodies now? Well, I sure hope they are more effective down yeah. the track. Yeah. <laughs> they, oh, wow. I can definitely tell you there's an immune response that's been sparked in my body right oh, now. Oh, yes. Goodness yeah. me. I can feel it. But, you know, it's it's good to talk about these things and it's good to kind of understand a little bit what's going on in your body. Um, it's quite interesting as well. I thought this article was interesting, so I thought I'll share it with you today. Um, so, a study was performed by researchers at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis to study antibody response in patients over time after receiving the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. Now, these people haven't been um, infected by the SARS-CoV-2 virus in the past. So the response is purely to the spike protein that is um, introduced by the Pfizer vaccine. Um, It was already understood um, by immunologists that antibodies quality can increase over time in animals, but this study is the first to track antibody maturation in humans. The study found that even though the initial quantity of antibodies made by the body after being triggered by the vaccine does reduce over time. So how many times have they told us in the news or, you know, the medical professions, oh, your antibodies reduce over time? Um, well, it turns out the quality of the antibodies actually increases. That's good news. Oh, yeah, it's okay. good news. So here's a little bit of background because, you know, I always like to give you a bit more information Um, about what we're speaking about. So what exactly is an antibody? So an antibody is a little Y-shaped protein that circulates in your body to search for foreign invaders, microscopic invaders, just to be quite clear. (laughs) 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 They lock onto an antigen (laughs) and they they also um, elicit an immune response that's triggered in the body to stop the, an invasion. In this case, it's the SARS-CoV-2 virus or the little proteins anyway that have been injected into your body. So the arms on the little Y-shape um, antibody binds to the antigen and the body of the Y binds to one of the many immune compounds in the body's arsenal ready to mobilize and destroy anything um, that wants to invade. And it is like a little war in your body. Yeah, it is. It it really is. It's quite fascinating. Um, So where do antibodies come from? So antibodies are created or secreted by B cells. So B cells are one of the immune cells in your body. A B cell is um, a type of white blood cell that forms in the bone marrow. There are about one trillion B cells in the body, and each one creates 
a antibody that binds to one specific antigen. So they're really diverse. Um, the variation in B cells allows the body to recognize almost any substance that enters into your body. This part's interesting. Genes inside the B cell that code for antibody binding actually shuffle around and these, these rearrangement allows for a huge diversity of antibody to antigen recognition. So that's how you go, oh, how does it know? Well, actually, there's a lot of rearranging that goes on. So by chance, you'll actually be able to lock onto an antigen and, and uh, um, fight off something that's in your body. So the way that B cells work is that they patrol the body and they like to hang out mostly in your lymph nodes or in your tonsils. That's why it's good to keep your tonsils if you can. If you can't, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but Ooh, that's okay. why your tonsils yeah. flare up because there's actually a bit of an immune response going immune response. on. Yes, yeah. Now, when something foreign triggers a B cell to be active, it grows in size and starts to divide by a process called clonal expansion, making many, many, many copies of itself. The B cells then further differentiate into plasma cells and they are little um, antibody factories. Uh, they make all these little antibodies and they make about 10,000 antibodies per plasma cell per second. Wow. So this is oh. a big response. There's a lot and going on. Oh, yeah. that yep. And this can occur from weeks to even up to years. So let's go back to the study. So now we've got a big bit of background. So blood cells, uh, blood samples, sorry, were collected from 42 participants, lymph node samples from 15 participants, and bone marrow samples from 11 very, very brave participants. <laughs> Not very easy to get yeah, a no, yeah, pleasant right. to get a bone very marrow sample. Yeah, yeah, so good on these people for doing that. Goodness me, wow. Um, samples were taken before the participants received their first dose of the vaccine and then at regular intervals following the dose of the vaccine. And then less often, obviously, for those offering up a bone marrow sample. Um Eight people were able to give all three kinds of samples, so they were able to study this in all three all three samples in eight people. Uh, researchers found that the B cells that targeted the SARS-CoV-2 virus persisted in germinal centres for up to six months in a person's body. What's a germinal centre? Uh, they're in the lymph nodes, and it's a place where B cells actually trained, like in a boot camp. <laughs> where, yeah, where better quality antibodies are made. T-cells fall in. That's it. <laughs> so the more time the B-cells spend in the germinal centres, the stronger the antibodies become. Mm. Yeah. So previously it was thought that the germinal centres only last for a few weeks, but it seems that they're still training B-cells several months later. Oh, wow. Um, Ella Betty, one of the researchers, said that it was an indication of a strong antibody response that continued to mature and improve. And on the side note too, the reason why the body decreases the amount of antibodies in the body, you know, when it's got this first initial response, is that it switches to producing a smaller amount of the antibodies and, and really concentrates on making the stronger antibodies, like better quality rather than quantity. So... In conclusion, the study um, 
was that when looking at antibodies, it's not the quantity, but the quality is important. And the researcher already said that when you look at antibodies, quantity should not be your only concern. The antibodies at six months might be less in quantity, as we've been told many times, your, you know, your antibody level drops, um, <laughs> but they are much better in quality. And that refinement of the antibody response happens on its own. You get your shot, maybe your arm hurts for a day or several, or three, and, then, yep. <laughs> and then you forget about it. But six months later, your germinal cells are still ongoing and your antibodies are still getting better and better. So it's a great idea to get your vaccine because it does give you a very, very good um, protection against um, the virus. However, there is a drawback and it's that the vaccine is, you know, the original vaccine anyway, was designed for one variant of the virus. And um, if another variant comes along that's different enough from the original, then it might be escape, able to escape detection and the antibodies in the system haven't been trained for this particular virus. So, um, I mean, we have heard that um, companies such as Pfizer and Biotech have um, been working on, um, you know, different variants, uh, different uh, vaccines to keep up with variants. And let's hopefully, you know, they'll be able to do that because now I guess the world's more open too now. So there'll be many more variants coming along. So, yes, yeah. Um, but, you know, getting vaccinated does offer some protection as we all found out at the beginning of the year. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> we got pretty unwell for about a week or so, but we did make it through. Um, I mean, this is, the, the vaccine does only really trigger one kind of response and if you get an actual infection it does trigger a whole lot more of a response but you do kind of if you're not vaccinated you do kind of risk getting quite ill or even unfortunately passing away so it is better to get a vaccine so you have some protection to get you through the virus when you you know get you through the the infection when you do get unwell so yeah there you go some food for thought right there for you yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Uh so I guess it's uh yeah, like you're saying that message about getting your vaccine is important. So I think when you're talking about uh the different variants, my understanding I think was that Pfizer was working on mm. a, a variant, sorry, on a vaccine or a version of the vaccine that was more effective against the Omicron variant. Yeah, I heard which, about that too. Yeah, which I'm assuming is probably what uh, you and I and those around us uh, got. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it's Omicron. I have no idea. I, I didn't, we don't you know, know. Yeah, I couldn't test it. But going by the fact that it was prevalent everywhere at the time and, yeah. and more infectious than Delta. It was very, very yeah. Um, infectious. Yeah, sure. which is probably why it had a bit more of its way with us than, say, uh, if it was a, Delta. a, a different Delta. variant. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, you know, yeah. we still managed to get through. It was enough protection for That's us right. to yeah. get well again. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yes. exactly. Um, is there, I don't know if you can answer this question, because I know that when you, so when you get the virus, so we get, so we, we've had Omicron, our body, because it's fought it off, is now producing these antibodies that fight off Omicron yeah. as well. Is there any sort of like relationship mixture between what the vaccine does for your body i hope i'm asking this right and and what the actual virus does like did i like communicate and go hey make these ones too or, or is it sort of an independent thing so what would have happened is we've got the the vaccine for i'm assuming it was for delta is that correct would, um, yeah and then so if delta came along and you know got you the body would go oh yeah i know you immediate mm. 
I know you. And protect uh, you. Yeah. I've heard about you. And then Omicron <laughs> comes along and it's slightly different. The body might go, hang on, I kind of know you, but I don't know you that well. Ah, okay. And the body's going to yeah. go, oh, you're really sick now. But yeah. and, I've, I've and met then you, you get at over work, it. but we've never hung out before. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah. what yeah. happens now is that you've got the vaccine-produced um, B cells, but now you've also got the Omicron-produced B cells as well. So if Omicron comes along again, We'll either not feel it or just get a little bit unwell and we'll be able to recover from it a lot better. But like I said before, if you don't get vaccinated at all, you're at risk of becoming seriously unwell. And and we've seen that with unfortunately with people who've passed away and have yeah. become very unwell. And it's Usually, no small number of people who have passed no, away sadly it's quite as well. A lot. So it's the um, most heartbreaking part of it, yeah. A lot of those people have not been vaccinated. Some not not their fault, you know, just some and some people who don't want the vaccine. A lot of people can make it through. That's fine, you know. Some people don't feel it, but you do have that risk of being unprotected and getting very unwell. So Exactly. It's better to have some protection than none. Yeah. So we're we're quite well protected now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, that's pending no other, you know, very different yeah, variant yeah, comes along. Of course. Otherwise, yeah. we have to go through it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and get, yeah. Yeah, just to change the topic slightly, and Lino, um, this is – so Lino and I, if you remember, Caroline, we did a science segment in your – your absence in our first yes. episode this year. Now, I think we tried uh, I need our to, best. I think we, we did, did our well, best, yeah. Now, I need to correct the record because um, some further news in, in the developing story of the SpaceX booster, the Rogue booster, which is floating around in space from 2000 and I think it was 15 or 17, whatever it was. Uh, I don't, you've probably all heard about how it's going to collide with the moon at some point in March. It might, might even happen by the time this episode comes out. I'm not sure. Uh, so, turns out, it wasn't a SpaceX booster. It was a booster from a Chinese rocket. So uh, another one. Didn't yeah. they yeah. already have one fling into the tin to Earth a one little came while back ago? To Earth. Yeah, they're kind of a bit, um, bit cowboy about where their boosters go. <laughs> anyway, oh. so, uh, so anyway, uh, I'll put a, I'll put a link um, from the same website. It was space.com. I'll see if I can find a link and put it in the show notes. But they, they had originally assumed it was a SpaceX booster by the way they calculated it, and then they had looked at, oh, actually, it's not that one. It's this one that was a from a Chinese uh, heavy lift, so you're obviously lifting something quite important, like quite big. Um, and yeah, and so the booster sort of went for a bit of a float for a while, and now it's coming, it's coming back to the moon. It's going to stay there. So yeah, so that's happening. And like I said, it's probably just going to be a, a thunk. <laughs> the yeah. House, yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor, thi- uh, poor man. <laughs> yeah. But you know, now they have some raw materials on the moon to use for something else. True. Oh, I mean, true. if you get stuck there, you can make. Yeah. Something. Build a shelter. Build a shelter. It's easy to space, do that. Yeah. Space shelter yeah. down there. Yep. Or not, or not. <laughs> All right. All right. And this is why you should do the science segment, Caroline. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Right. Let's Science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the StarQuest show, Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com slash science and find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com slash Oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue Let Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. 
Join us next time for more scientific wonders. And thank you for listening to Let's Science on StarQuest. <laughs>